0: Hello, welcome Hello. to the podcast. Why is the skin brown? What? That what who is Christopher Columbus? What happened? What, happened?
1: what is Juneteenth?
0: Oh, all please that. What does freedom mean? Hi,
1: Emma. Hi, Grace. Welcome everyone to Freedom Means.
0: Freedom Means is a podcast hosted by me, a black woman storyteller and mother, Grace Aldridge. And me, a white preschool teacher, Emma Redden. We use this as a public praxis space to model what conversations related to racism and colonialism could sound like with young children. Historically, this work has been unequally distributed to many black and brown people who talk about race with their children in the hopes of keeping them more safe. We want to support that work and encourage white adults to take greater responsibility in a multiracial movement to identify and disrupt the racist stories that are entrenched in our collective imaginations from early childhood.
1: In this scenario, a white child is standing in line at a grocery store behind a black woman who's checking out. The white child asks her caregiver,
0: Why is the skin brown?
1: Grace will go first being the adult and I will begin as a white child. We will role play for three minutes and then talk a little bit about how the role play went and then role play again for three minutes and then reflect again.
0: Now I will play the adult and I will be myself a black woman. Why is her skin brown? Oh, are you talking about the woman ahead of us in line?
1: Yeah, that lady, she's buying,
0: she's buying Oreos. I love Oreos. Yes, That's a great question. And you know what, she can probably hear us. So let's introduce ourselves so she doesn't feel like we're talking about her. Hi, Hi, I'm. Hi, I'm Grace. This is Emma. Emma. We're just having a little conversation. We don't want to, you know, disrupt what you're doing. But thank you for your patience. Um, Yes, that is a great question, Emma. And I would love to talk to you about it. There's a lot to say about it. And so some of the conversation I think we might have once we get through the line. But I'm, like, noticing what color skin do you have? Uh, White skin. Mm, Is it white like a piece of paper white?
1: Uh, It's white like when my mom makes those special chocolate chip cookies, but she doesn't make them cookies. She makes them, like, brownies. It's white like that. Mm. Maybe a little bit tan.
0: Yes, that's, that's what I would say. I would call it like a peachy tan color. And my skin, I feel like, is kind of a, a, darker, a darker tan, you know, brown color. And there is something in everybody's skin that makes it different colors. And that's called melanin. Have you ever heard of that?
1: Okay, well, melon, like, when I eat melon in the summer, like cantaloupe melon.
0: Mmm, I love cantaloupe. No, not that kind of melon. It is called melanin. Can you say melanin?
1: Melanin.
0: Yes. And melanin are teeny tiny bits of pigment. Oh, they, it's almost like, like... What's that? Pigments? The, yeah, it is color. It is the actual color that is in our skin. It makes different people different colors. Yeah.
1: Is it like I have like tiny little crayons or something
0: in there? I I would describe it more like um, little grains of something. Kind of like when you're at the beach and you're in, you know, you're, you see there's uh, the sand and there's like the sand is made up of teeny, teeny, tiny little rocks. Mm, I have tiny little color rocks in my skin, (gasps) like pop rocks. Mm, kind of that's an interesting way to describe it yeah I mean we can call it call it like that it's they're so tiny that we can't really see the individual you know rocks with our bare eyes but they're in there and they get there different ways that we'll talk about when we get in the car
1: can I sit in the front today please okay grace yeah how'd that feel for you
0: it was good. I felt like I might have tried to do too much <laughs> in the in the short amount of time. Yeah, you want to capture the moment and and sort of try and um, pique the interest so that the conversation, you know, has an impact because you're catching a child's curiosity in a moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's trying to hook something in there. For more of a conversation later on. Yeah. What did you think? I really
1: appreciated. You and I have talked about this a little bit in the past. I really, I have gotten stuck sometimes in just wanting to like say the perfect thing that everyone's gonna listen to me say in the grocery store, and you were the one you used you reference the an indigenous concept of being in right relation in in the context of like making sure we're in right relation with the folks that we are potentially talking about and that was so important and helpful for me and has been a huge reframe for me of like how do we care for the relationships that are affected in all sorts of ways by race including affected in the context of a, a, a child publicly asking a question, and then how do we care for those, prioritize and care for those relationships first, knowing that we actually have ongoing access to continuing the conversation with the child. So I just, am, I really, really appreciate how you started by acknowledging the other human being who was being completely impacted by this conversation because she was being talked about by a white child.
0: One way that can be helpful is that. You know, you don't know who necessarily is going to be ahead of you in line because they may be somebody who is interested in participating and can be like mm-hmm. a help, and they may be someone who is like, "Listen, I'm just trying to get my milk." You know, like <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody. And um, and I also the the concept of the describing the melanin as grains of sand I got from you, so I appreciate that. That was a good good imagery that a lot of children will understand and be able to. Um, relate to. So that was helpful.
1: And I got it from the book that we're going to talk about at the end of the episode.
0: Now we're going to switch. Emma is going to play the part of the white adult and I'm going to play uh, a white child and we're going to pick up where we left off in the conversation.
1: Sweetie, I am so happy that you brought up this really brilliant idea about Pop Rocks because-
0: <gasps> Can we get some? Can we get some Pop yeah, Rocks? I really want I saw them, they
1: have them. I know, we're gonna probably need to go back tomorrow because we definitely probably forgot something today and when we go back,
0: we should definitely get Pop Rocks because what do Pop Rocks do? they... Oh my God, they're so fun. You put them in your in your mouth and it's like it's like a party and then they bubble, yeah, and they but move you don't around. put them in your nose. Right. Yeah. You don't put
1: them in your nose because they move around. It's like there's not nearly enough space in your nose and then it hurts. It's like the thing about pop rocks that are so exciting is that they move around. And that is so connected to melanin. So people who have dark brown skin, their melanin is moving around, is so busy, it's like dancing all the time. Your melanin is a lot less busy. It's like right when you wake up in the morning and you like don't really wanna get out of bed and you're feeling really sleepy. A tan skin or light, like hair, light colored hair, like blonde hair or blue eyes, that's all because melanin is really sleepy. And then when hair or eyes or skin is more and more brown, it's because the melanin is more and more busy. And I have a really important question for you. Do you know why some people's melanin is really busy and some people's melanin is kind of sleepy?
0: I feel a little bit sleepy. You feel a little bit sleepy? Yeah. Um, so I, I have sleepy melanin. Is it when I'm sleeping? That's an excellent question. Okay. So it's how excited our melanin is
1: isn't related to if we're feeling sleepy if our like brain is in our body is feeling sleepy it's actually connected to where in the world our ancestors are from do you remember what you and I have talked about this for do you remember what an, the word ancestor means
0: it's the people that I came from. Oh,
1: that's a beautiful answer. Yes. So it's like your grandparents, your great-great-great-grandparents, your great-great-grandparents. Great, great so when people's ancestors are from a part of the world where the sun is really strong, their melanin is really busy because busy melanin protects their skin from the rays of the sun. And then when people's ancestors are from parts of the world where it is not very sunny... Their skin has really slow melanin because their skin needs to be able to absorb all of the uh, vitamins and the rays of the sun to get get those nutrients. And so our Mm. bodies are really, really, really brilliant at knowing how to take care of us. So people whose skin is really brown, their body is their skin is brown to take care of them people whose skin is much lighter like a light tan their skin is much lighter also as a way to take care of them
0: so so my mama's 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 mama had had not so much sun
1: that is exactly right your ancestors are from a, a place in the world that we call europe where the sun was not very strong and so their skin did not need to get have really busy melanin to protect it from the sun it actually needed to be a light color so it could absorb Absorb the vitamins that came from the sun to help keep their bodies healthy.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, Grace, how was that for you?
0: It was good. I feel like um, it was explained beautifully with with energy, and and it, and it also felt like, you know, that I think that would work for like a a five year old, but maybe not a two year old or mm-hmm. something like like if it was a little. Uh, um, too much at once for like a young young yeah. kid but definitely for like a um, and maybe that was just me as a, <laughs> a young young kid because obviously all children are different and some, some children would totally be able to absorb all of that at, at once but I love the idea you know bringing in the ancestors you know and and uh, that's why another example of this is like layered conversations mm-hmm. you know yeah, all these puzzle pieces will help
1: I agree. And it's a little bit of a, the context in which you and I are role-playing this is there's sort of this two things happening at once. One piece I think is that we're trying to demonstrate as full of a conversation as possible. And it also means we're just, as you always say, we're packing a tight suitcase. Like we both gave a huge amount of information in each of our three minutes. So I think just Mm -hmm. something you and I do and it can be often really helpful is even conversations like that may for some, depending on kids really more development, less, I think their age, like that, which is connected to development, but isn't always totally correlated. I think the the total six minutes that you and I just pretended to worked on explaining why someone has brown skin may need to happen over
0: days or weeks. Right. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: So Palo Freire's Praxis Wheel is theory praxis reflection so what grace and i are doing in action right now is like we're practicing we're reflecting together and all of this is grounded in theory but we in for us this praxis means that like these conversations are cyclical and always need to be reflected upon and then come back to and revised in some way by the by the grown-ups
0: i like the idea of going back and um asking Questions to see what they remember. Mm. You know, if it, that's one way to do the practices, like figure out what needs to be um, revised, you know, as they tell back to you what, you know, what they did pick up and what they retained.
1: Beautiful. Will you be the grown up and model asking me some questions?
0: Absolutely. Okay. As best as I can grown up, I will try. <laughs> Hey, Emma, I've been thinking again about that great conversation we had in the grocery store. Do you remember? Do you remember talking about melanin? Do you remember what that is? That lady bought Oreos. She sure did. And there was something, a question you asked about that lady. Do you remember what you asked me when we started talking about? Do you think her skin was brown because she ate Oreos? Hmm. I don't think that that is why, because we started to talk about this, and that's but and that is a great question.
1: Oh yeah, melons, melons, melons. I remember, I remember. It was a melons. Yeah. Yes,
0: melanin. 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 So melanin. close. It is called melanin. That's right. That's right. The word is melanin, and we talked about melanin being like little bits of sand. And do you remember yeah, like what pop it, it? I exactly. love pop rocks. Melanin moves around in your skin. And no Pop Rocks in your nose. Yes. Melanin moves around and is busy like Pop Rocks. You know, that's why we don't put, them in, we don't put Pop Rocks in My your nose. My melanin is sleeping. Oh. And do you remember what happens when melanin is sleeping or sleepy? What happens in your skin to the melanin? You just look like me when you're sleepy, melanin. Ah, and your particularly your skin and what happens to your skin. Do you remember, does it get more um, brown or would you say it gets more light tan or peachy color when your melanin is more sleepy?
1: More sleepy is more peachy.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that description. Yes. So when... Um, your skin comes from your ancestors who live in places like Europe that didn't have as much Sun then they wind up with sleepy peachy skin and then if your melanin um, comes from ancestors who were lived in a part of the world that gets a lot a lot of Sun kind of like some of my ancestors then it's more brown But, man, I love that description. The more sleepy, the more peachy. But one time we Mm -hmm. went
1: to the beach and you fell asleep. Then
0: Mm -hmm. when you woke
1: up, your skin was way more brown than when you fell asleep.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is such a good observation. I remember that. And we talked about that, too. So. There's one way that we get our melanin from our ancestors, and it's also how much sun we get on our skin, depending on where we live in the world. So the more we have, you know, in sun in our on our skin, the busier the melanin gets in our skin. And that helps to protect it from all those sun rays that come down. The melanin gets busy to protect our skin. And so when I was under the sun, I got... More brown, which kept my skin safe. And it happens to you, too.
1: So now we're going to share two book recommendations. These are books Grace and I really love connected to today's conversations. The first book is called All the Colors We Are written by Katie Kissinger, which explains melanin. And some of the language we use today, especially the idea that melanin are tiny grains of pigment, is language that we learned from this beautiful book. And the book is also bilingual, written both in English and in Spanish.
0: The next book, The Colors We Share, by Angelica Das, has beautiful photographs of people with all different skin colors being matched to Pantone colors. The book explores how skin color and race are related, but also how people categorized as many races can also have the exact same skin color.
1: One additional resource that you can find on our website, thefullstoryschool.org, and you can Google if you search Indigenous skin color map, is this really beautiful map of the world that is colored in based off the skin colors of the people Indigenous to that part of the world. And that is a really, really helpful visual that can be used with young people when thinking about the relationship between ancestry and melanin.
0: Before we close, we want to share a definition of freedom.
1: Today's definition is from a first grader. I was teaching in a first grade classroom. We were about to listen to Ella's song by Sweet Honey and the Rock. And I asked the class, does anyone know what freedom means? And one little person raised their hand and said, freedom means no one controls you. Freedom means no one controls you.
0: We are really grateful to have the skills behind a sound design and music from Echo Finch. We invite you all to be a part of these conversations. We welcome feedback, questions, and would love to include moments from your own lives with children that you would be curious to see us work out on the podcast. You can contact us through our website, thefullstoryschool.org, or by sending us an email at thefullstoryschool@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone. Bye.